Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 545, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Hey there, happy Friday, and welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet and nutrition, and lots more. You send me the questions, and I answer them for you. All right, I'm committing to do something special for my Friday Q&A. I know many of you have asked me questions that I haven't answered yet on this show, and I promise I listen to every single question you send me. But sometimes I've realized that I could have an answer for you, but it'll only take me like 10 seconds to get that answer out, and it'll be pretty straightforward and pretty clear, and there's really not much else to say. Other questions, to be honest, there's simply not enough research to know one way or the other. And so again, that leaves me with not a whole lot to say other than it is being studied and this is all we know. So what I'm in the process of creating is a Q&A speed round where I'm going to answer those questions that I've kind of skipped over. They may have been questions from a year and a half ago that you may have asked me, but I'm gonna answer them in a Q&A speed round. I'll definitely let you know when that's coming, so stay tuned. So that means if you haven't heard your question answered yet, chances are, It'll be answered during that speed round. All right, and with that, let's hear today's question as we optimize your life. Hi, Dr. Neil. My name is Jasmine, and I have a question for you around metabolism and eating more to lose fat. I've been on a health journey for roughly a year now, um, and despite working out five to six times a week and eating very clean, even trying vegan and vegetarian for a brief stint, I've roughly stayed the same weight, if not gained more weight and haven't seen any fat loss. I'm a little stuck on what to do and a nutritionist has recommended that I eat more to increase my metabolism, which will eventually help me lose fat. But of course, this is scary. I'm wondering if you can dive a little bit more into the science of metabolism as it relates to fat loss. Thank you. Thank you for your question. I'm gonna start by saying that you, Jasmine, are in an elite minority. What I mean by that is this. The fact that you have kept sight of your goals for a year and have consistently strived to achieve those goals means that you have surpassed 95% of those that have begun similar journeys. Here's what the data have shown us so far. Within two weeks of starting a diet or exercise program, about 25% of folks have already stopped. Within a month, that number jumps to about 60%. And by six months, pretty much everyone has stopped their new health behaviors. So if you haven't already, please take a moment and congratulate yourself on your accomplishments because again, it is no easy feat. But I understand the frustration. 
you've been working so hard and staying so consistent, but still aren't achieving those goals that you've set for yourself. This can be so discouraging. That's why I had to start by saying, take this moment to remember how far you've come. But let's see if I can help you get through that plateau you're experiencing. You mentioned specifically fat loss. First, I would wanna know how that fat loss is being measured. There are lots of ways to measure this. Some are more accurate than others. Sometimes folks just rely on the number on the scale. That can be misleading. If you're just looking at your body weight to try and determine whether you're losing fat, well, that can be misleading because if you're putting on muscle, muscle's quite dense. And so you may find that your weight may go up or not change at all, but you're still losing body fat. So I would say it's important to find other methods for looking at whether you're losing body fat. There are skin fold calipers where a trained professional pinches your skin at different sites on the body, then performs some quick calculations and determines body fat that way. But if the person's not trained properly or if the person doesn't measure the correct sites, that can be off by about 7%. Then there are bioelectrical impedance analysis machines. Some are handheld, others are about the size of a stadiometer. You know, that thing in the doctor's office they make you step on to measure your height and weight. Then there are bod pods, there's underwater weighing, the list goes on and on. So I wonder which one of these, if any, were being used to measure your body fat. This is because, again, each of these methods are prone to error. The handheld bioelectrical impedance analysis machines can misread your body fat percentage by give or take 4%. There are specific instructions that have to be followed before you even use this. If they aren't followed, then the reading you get is gonna be off. Not only that, but if the exact same procedures weren't followed every single time you get measured, then you won't be able to accurately determine any changes that may have occurred. Believe it or not, one of the best ways to know whether you're actually losing body fat and this is something that you don't need a fancy machine for, is to simply take a moment to see how your clothes are fitting. Are your pants feeling a little looser around the waist, the hips, or your bottom? Are your shirts feeling a little looser around the chest and arms? If so, you've probably lost some body fat. Let's say that your body fat measurements were in fact accurate, and the reality is that you just have not lost much body fat. One thing I would recommend then is mixing up your exercise routine. This was actually mentioned earlier this week in a separate podcast. You mentioned that you've been working out consistently most days of the week, which is fantastic. I would recommend though, if you've been doing the same types of exercises, mix things up a bit. So if you normally go for a 60-minute jog, let's say, then do some sprints instead, or try a boot camp style routine. Consider changing up your routine every two to four weeks. If you haven't incorporated any resistance training yet, definitely consider adding this in. Studies are finding that high-intensity interval training, or HIIT, can help the body turn to using fat for energy, which may help in turn reduce body fat. That's why I recommend sprinting instead of jogging. You can incorporate HIIT into your resistance training routine too by shortening rest periods and aiming for more repetitions per set. But let's say you've tried all of this and you're still experiencing that plateau. Then be sure you're getting adequate rest and sleep. Make sure that you're giving your body at least one rest day each week to recover from the stress you're putting it through. As Brad Stuhlberg and Steve Magnus mentioned in their book, Peak Performance, stress plus rest equals growth. Also, be sure when it comes to sleep, you get seven to nine hours uninterrupted most nights. But let's say you're already doing all of this. Would eating more help with fat loss? Not necessarily. The body can go into what we sometimes call starvation mode when it's deprived of fuel. 
When we don't consume enough food, the thinking is the body will wanna hang on to fat stores instead of using them as fuel. This is the result of the body thinking that food is scarce, so it thinks it needs to hold on to every precious calorie for survival. And since fat is such a wonderful source of calories, the thinking goes that the body will wanna hold on to fat. But the reality is, there's so much more to fat loss than just diet. Your age, gender, activity level, types of exercises you perform, your present muscle mass, your genetics, in combination with a consistent diet, all play a role when it comes to fat loss. So to say that you need to eat more calories or need to eat more often is an oversimplification. And Jasmine, if you don't feel comfortable doing this, then don't, because it's very possible that this could backfire and cause you to gain some weight back. So when it comes to your diet, the best thing to do is eat when you're hungry and stop eating when you're satisfied. Notice, I didn't say stop eating when you're full. Stop eating when the hunger has gone away. You shouldn't feel hungry anymore, but at the same time, you should still feel light on your feet. The pants don't feel any tighter. The belt doesn't need to be loosened. There aren't those feelings of discomfort that so often accompany overeating. That's the goal. So the bottom line is this. Continue exercising regularly, but change up the routine. Definitely consider incorporating high-intensity interval training and resistance training if you haven't already. Then, make sure you're getting adequate rest and sleep each week. When it comes to meals and snacks, you're already eating the right foods. So, when you feel hungry, eat. But eat only until you're satisfied, not until you're full. Then, continue on this path. Remember, a slip up here and there will not sabotage all your hard work. So, press on if that happens and learn from those mistakes if you can. Remember, you're already so far ahead of most people that have begun the same journey. So continue to stay hopeful. And I promise, good things will continue to happen. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you again for the question, Jasmine. You'll be entered into a very small raffle every month to win a book. That happens on the first of the month which is coming up pretty soon. So if you want to be in the raffle, send me a question. Just come by oldpodcast.com slash ask. It's really easy and you can even play back your message and do retakes before sending it in. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way and call in. The number is 61-I-LOVE-O-H-D. Both methods are in this episode's description, which you can find at oldpodcast.com. And remember, if you've asked me a question and I haven't answered it yet, chances are it'll show up on this future speed round that I'm gonna do.
and I'll give you more information as we get closer. Thank you as always for listening. Thank you for your continued support. Have a wonderful weekend and I'll see you here on Monday as usual where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift, as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us, and remember, your optimal life awaits.